nobody likes pushy salesmen, but everybody loves to talk about the partnerships. Plus, obviously, you should take a look if services of your company are complementary somehow to the net, the services that partner is providing. So my personal my, my personal perspective is I don't believe in one-stop shops, actually. I believe that this why partnerships are crucial nowadays because customers are not looking for the, let's say, five vendors that will do everything. They are looking for the companies to be capable to deliver everything at once. Welcome to the new Tech Lead Podcast. We help you to be more confident leaders by avoiding the traps of inexperience and gain perspectives from leaders in tech, unlike theoretical videos. I appreciate you in here today. Let us bring more leadership skills to the business. Let's roll the interview. Welcome to our today's episode. Today, my guest is Prez Frisk, and our topic is strategic partnerships. Welcome, Prez. Hi, hello. So, as our today's topic, strategic partnerships, I would start and like to kick it off with the question, what does partnership or strategic partnership mean to you? Yeah, first of all, I'm glad I'm here. Secondly, I would jump to that the answer, answer quickly, I will give myself a short introduction. So my name is Press, and uh, I've been working within the tech industry for the past a couple of years. And the vast majority of the time uh, I spent within the partnerships area uh, for the various companies like Servicate, NetGuru, currently at the at Divante, which is a part of the CloudFlight group. And uh, currently, as the senior partnerships manager, I perceive partnerships as the uh, not new way of the running business, but something that's it booming already, I would say, because we can see more and more people working within that partnerships area. We can see more companies opening to even team up with the other competitors. But all in all, I believe that the partnerships uh, are the way of running business with the companies that can be perceived as the competitors while actually those companies can provide complementary services to, to each other. And also it's a way of finding new ways of delivering values with partner, partners to the clients. Thank you so much. So in that sense, uh -huh. why do you see partnerships are becoming more and more important? So I believe that especially within the area of the, you know, small companies, companies that, you know, for, let, let, let's take Divato and Edgura as the examples from the, from the perception of the Polish market, they seem to be big companies, but if you, if you would put them on the bigger scale, the scale of the tech industry in the whole world, they're, they are rather micro companies that are hiring up to 1000 people. So if you would compare to, to the big tech companies, they're ex extremely micro, I would even say. So I believe that they are super crucial in running business because of the fact that they are not capable to deliver the whole value to the end customers. Like for example, if you will take a look at the Divanta, my current company, we are focused only on the e-commerce industry. So it, uh, and uh, we are only talking about the, uh, about the e-commerce development. So if we take out uh, from the perspective of the client, that's looking for a company that will cover all of the needs when it comes to the building e-commerce platform, let's say maybe somebody's looking for the agency that will be capable to help with the development plus SEO plus something, 
plus maybe with the, um, maybe with the growth of the platform as well, as the company, we are not able to deliver all of, all of that. So it means that we need partners. So I believe that this is why partnerships are crucial nowadays because customers are not looking for the, let's say five vendors that will do everything. They are looking for the companies to be capable to deliver everything at once. So that's why I believe that that's the reason why partnerships are booming and why they are important right now. So when you look at the tech landscape, okay. I'm hearing if you start out in tech or are a smaller company, you should really focus on your expertise. And as there are more and more services coming on, it's better to say we are the experts in rather than we're the one house stop shop for everything. And hey, we focus on this. But if you want to give us the whole project, we have seven partners to execute it with. Yeah, that's true. Like overall, when it comes to the, so my personal, my, my personal perspective is I don't believe in one-stop shops, actually. Even if you take a look at the, uh, companies from the big four, they are, they are working with the partners as well, actually. But when it comes to the, uh, to the market, uh, overall. Yes, I believe that, you know, being the company that's capable to deliver value through partners, this is something that, uh, that can be very, very crucial right now when, t when it comes to the tech landscape. And, uh, as I said, I, I don't believe that much in one-stop shops. I, I mm -hmm. worked for a couple of them. The truth is that it's, it's, it's better to be honest with the client by the end of the day, by saying, listen, this is not, this is not something that we are doing. But we have got a couple of co-partners that can help you with that. We are more than happy to introduce you to, to, to one of them. The problem that you're facing right now, we, we can approach it together. So companies which tend to not fill out the whole gap of something a customer might need holistically, it's good to have a strategic partnership in place to actually enable and increase the portfolio. Yeah. Does it also, how about cross-selling, upselling? Because these services, services are very close together, mm -hmm. sharing customers. How, how does that work? Like, where, where do you start in the process of, of partnerships yeah. if you never engage with this company before? Yeah, so this is the, the very good question. So uh, obviously, the, when it comes to the, to the Devanta and the other companies, the, the first products, the service that we are trying to sell, are ourselves in general, but when we approach the moment in which client says that, uh, client needs help with the, with the marketing assistance, let's say, uh, in that case, we, this is the moment in which we propose to, to invite our partners to the table. So, so we can solve the, solve the issue together. So we are going to help with the e-commerce development while the second partner is going to take over the, the marketing partner and we are going to work on the, on the project together. Mm. By the end of the day, I believe it's about the trust uh, that you're giving to the partner and, uh, a good game plan mm -hmm. before, you know, serious conversations with the, with the ad customer. But I believe that the first thing, what you have to try to sell are your very own services. Mm -hmm. Then you are bringing partners to the, the table. But it also depends on the clients because, you know, when it comes to the clients, they are so, sometimes they're like super straightforward from the very beginning and they are approaching, you know, 
companies like ours or, or the others and clients is saying that, listen, I need this, 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 and that. And by the end of the conversation, you can see that you, you are only capable to cover 50% of the, of the needs. So for the rest 50%, you'll need partner or partners. Understood. That makes sense. Now, looking at the changes in, in tech, diversity, inclusion, culture, conversations are becoming more and more important. When I think of partnerships, I also think of sharing a mission, sharing values, sharing a culture. How open is the market from your experience to, yeah, discussing if there is a culture fit between partners? Because in companies, normally I see, yeah, we, we need um, employees who have our values, who share our mission. In strategic partnerships, it's sometimes, I tend to feel, you have a solution, I have a solution. It makes sense to get together. Because this is exactly how it looks like. Because, you know, when it comes to the cultural feed, it's, it's really hard to find companies that are that similar from that perspective. Plus, I believe that when it comes to, you know, culture itself, it's a very, it's a very subjective thing perceived by the, you know, company, uh, as a general group. So it's really, it's, it's really hard to find, uh, the partner that has the very similar or the very same culture or the DNA. But on the other hand, I believe that when it comes to looking for the, for the new partners, first of all, you should take a look at the fact with whom partner is working. Like for example, uh, when I was working at NetGuru, NetGuru is the B Corp company. So it means that NetGuru cannot work with the certain industries. So on the other hand, NetGuru didn't partner up with the companies that are working with the, uh, with those industries that NetGuru cannot work with because of the fact that NetGuru is a B Corp company. So I believe this is, should be the, the rule of thumb. If you are not working with the certain industries, for example, say, uh, with a tobacco industry, it, it should also mean that you shouldn't work with the companies that are providing services to, to such vertical. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think it's, it's the easiest way to find the proper match between, between partners. Plus, obviously you should take a look if services of your company are complementary somehow the net, the services that partner is providing because by the end of the day, everybody's counting on the fact that a uh, partnership is going to bring some business to the table and it's hard to bring the business if you and, and your partner are providing very same services to very same size of the clients and to the very same industries. Mm -hmm. So you should try to find differences between you and the partner company so you can, uh, so you can fit the partner. Uh, within your offering, but you know, you also have to keep in, in mind that when it comes to the partnerships, they, they shouldn't be so transactional. I mean, we all know that we want to generate the revenue out of partnerships and, uh, all that kind of stuff, but you also have to keep in mind that when it comes to, you know, and when it comes to the partnerships, you should also be capable to, uh, involve partners within your marketing activities. You should be capable to involve partner within your content creation because, uh, partnerships are not only about, you know, sharing leads slash clients to each other. It's also about sharing the audience. I like specifically the last part of your answer, 
Thank you. Consider <laughs> sharing the audience. Yeah, because you know, uh, if you are a company that's uh, that's not that new on the market and you want to, uh, you want to help your partner somehow, because uh, there always will be some sort of imbalance. And uh, sometimes, you, uh, for example, when it comes to the partnerships between service companies and tech and the tech companies, I mean those that are providing certain solutions they might have really awesome solution that will be super helpful and valuable for your customers, but they, their audience will be relatively small, especially if you would compare it to, to your very own. Uh, so it's, so it's really cool to bring, to bring the partner to, to your very own audience to, you know, to present that partner within your main, maybe within your newsletter or invite to, I don't know, to the webinar, or maybe partner could write, write some sort of article that you could post on your blog. There are plenty of, you know, possibilities with what you can do with your partner, but you have to keep in mind that partnership is not only about taking, it's also about giving. So you should try to keep the balance within the, you know, within the giving slash taking uh, thing, but also you have to keep in mind that it's also about, it's also about giving. So giving the audience, giving access to that, it's also super crucial when it comes to running the partner channel. How do you make sure that both parties feel that they get something out of it? Because in business, it's a lot of pull and take. Are you openly discussing with partnerships? Hey, do you feel you get enough about out of this partnership? Or how do you interact and making or sh creating the balance? Or a healthy balance? Yeah, very good question. I rec recommend to be extremely straightforward to, you know, because uh, if you will keep something within the gray area, then you will be like, okay, so I'm not going to discuss with the partner the fact if the partner is, you know, happy with how partnership looks like. Then you give the quote, quote, opportunity for the thing that you just mentioned, that maybe partner is not going to tell you that it's not, you know, uh, satisfied with the, satisfied with the way how the partnership is, uh, looks like. So all in all, I highly advise to be straightforward as much as possible to ask, you know, questions openly because sometimes answers, you know, are not going to be pleasant ones, but on the, by the end of the day, you will find a way how to improve the partnership itself. So yeah, I recommend to be as honest as possible. So, so I'm hearing honesty and clarity are super important and create contracts, which exactly define the partnership and how you're working together. No, nonetheless, and, and, and the second thing I was hearing uh -huh. rather avoid the, are you getting enough out of this partnership discussion? Because even starting this is already prepping that something is wrong. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, if, if you feel that partner is not getting enough from the partnership, you, you can ask that question, I believe. There is, you know, there is n nothing wrong with being straightforward. But yeah, having a proper contract on the, on the table, it's also super important. I'm really happy that you brought it up. Plus, regular catch-up catch-ups with the partner, creating the pro the proper game plan for the partnership for the next, you know, for the first three months, six months, or maybe even a year and, you know, going through, through that plan 
I think this is something super helpful. Like right now we, we have the partnership with the, with the commerce tools. I mean, as the Devanta, we had that partnership for the quite some time, but commerce tools has that, you know, they, they have spreadsheets in which we are going through the, you know, certain points of our partnership. So, uh, so we are going through the game plan and I believe that's the, that's just one of the reasons why that partnership goes really well. So having that game plan might be also super helpful. I would like to move all your experience now from building partnerships or strategic partnerships between companies uh -huh. to connecting people. Well, the podcast is about leadership uh -huh. and I would, and, and now quite a few leaders or to be leaders in tech learned what it means for you to create build and nurture strategic partnerships. Yeah. How does that look like internally looking at, at the internal side, how are you positioning yourself for strategic partnerships internally? Mm. So when it comes to building the partner channel, but internally, if you are leading the company or the team or the department does, doesn't really matter. You have to understand that when it comes to the partnerships, the role of the partnerships manager is not to solve all of your problems. Partnerships manager by the end of the day is, is the dot connector. So we are connecting dots between different departments, between uh, different departments and the, uh, and the external partners. But as the leader, you have to understand that you have to give partnerships managers quite a lot of creative space, but on the other hand, you have to give enough resources. You cannot have that perception that the partnerships guy is going to solve all of your problems, like, you know, immediately. That's first of all. Secondly, uh, you cannot perceive the partnerships manager as the leader, uh, as the, as the size channel, actually, I mean. It's the way of the generating revenue, but the role of the partnerships manager is not to, is not to sell, at least not in the classical, classical point of view. So now this is something that, that as the leaders, you have to, as the leader, you have to, you have to understand the partnerships can be super helpful. That's true, but the role of the partnerships is not to solve all of the problems. It's about the dot con uh, connecting the dots, sometimes connecting those dots can actually show the, the real issues within the company rather than, you know, rather than solutions. Mm -hmm. So I was hearing two things and I'll ask you the first question about what I heard. How do you see the difference between sales and partnerships? And to give you some context, sales is, or a big chunk of sales is going through strategic partnerships. So many might connect, oh, partnerships is just a different arm sales, but I was hearing you kind of disagree with that statement. Partnerships is much more to you. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you are 100% right that partner, that big chunk of the size is going through the strategic partnerships. That's the, that, that's the fact. Sometimes you, you cannot solve some issues without strategic partners. Like for example, let's say you are the software development company, like NetGuru, you are building the mobile application for the, for the net customer. And you have to use some sort of infrastructure. So in that case, AWS, uh, GCP or Microsoft Azure, they are going to come in handy because you are not providing the cloud infrastructure. You, you have to use that, those strategic partners 
to, to make that happen. Uh, but, uh, all in all, we can see right now that big chunk of companies are calling their size people, a partnerships people, because it's a fancy way of calling, you know, size guys that, that they are not size, but by the end of the day, after first conversation, you can see that those people are, you know, 100% size people and their role is to sell the company because, uh, nobody likes pushy salesmen, but everybody loves to talk about the partnerships. So this is the moment in which you have to, you know, uh, draw the line between size and the partnerships, because when it comes to the size, it's purely transactional and it's perfectly fine. Partnerships are not only about the transactions. They are also about building the proper relationships about the, uh, between two companies. And, uh, as I pre previously, previously say, said, it also means that you have to give a lot of value to your partners to, to receive something in back. But on the other hand, you cannot have those, you know, expectations, like those expectations shouldn't be the, the priority. What should be the priority is how we can help your partner by the end of the day. Like for example, introducing to the new client, like, uh, giving an access to the, to the audience. Uh, or maybe having specific ideas that you can, that you can work on together. And then within time, I believe that any partner is going to provide you with the business audience or anything else, uh, in exchange. But when it comes to the, to being the size guy, the difference is super simple. When you are approaching a new company as the size person, it means that, that your role is to take the money from that client and that's perfectly fine while you are providing the services. You were talking about the change in ro sales roles from business development manager or sales rep to a partnerships manager. So it kind of discredits the strategic partnership manager because it's not only sales. It's kind of a easier entry. So how do you make sure that this discredit or role in cover uh -huh. doesn't destroy the the meaning of strategic partnerships manager. Because if everyone, oh, you are now a partnership manager or oh, another sales representative, I really don't want to talk to you. So how do you make sure that, that this doesn't destroy or discredit? Yeah, I'm really happy that you brought it up because actually this is something that I meant. When you are start to call your sales people, partnerships people, because you know, you know that nobody likes pushy salesmen. So in that case, you're going to discredit partnerships managers, like in general, in front of, you know, maybe strategic, strategic clients that are out there on the market. So this is something that, that has to be avoided. Definitely. Uh, but I think the best way to avoid that dis discreditation is to, to keep in mind what you want to achieve with those partnerships before you will start the partner channel. Because if you will start the partner channel, because you will see some trend on the market and you will, you will hire the sales guy to, you know, to start the partnerships, most likely that person is going to fail because the person doesn't understand partnerships that much. So you have to, you, you, you have to create the proper environment to, to start the partner channel, like setting up the proper goals. I also recommend before you start the partner channel to, to take some consultation. There are plenty of people on the market that are 
consulting on the, on the partnerships topic. So if you don't know where to start, ask somebody who has been within that space for the past 15, 20 years, because you can find such people quite easily, actually, especially over the LinkedIn nowadays, because it's easy to lead to that discreditation that, that you have meant. And, uh, I, I really didn't like it. I had plenty of very tough conversations when after first 15 minutes, I was, you know, when I had a conversation with the partnerships director of the company at XYZ, I simply said after 15 minutes, like, listen, you are a sales director, you are not the partnerships manager. So you're trying to sell your services to us, which is okay. But I feel kind of light because you are calling yourself the partnerships manager while you are, while you are leading the sales. So I believe that it's something that, that has to be avoided. If you, if you are size, call, call yourself size or call your people size and rethink how do you perceive partnerships? Thank you so much, Prez. So wrapping up our interview for today, I would really love to get the answer on your perspective. What is the biggest advice related to strategic partnerships you can give to new managers in tech? Cool. This is a very important question. So if you are the new within the managerial role and you are going to lead the team of, you know, partnership specialists, first of all, care about your people, like truly don't try micromanagement because it will destroy the team itself. I've, I've seen such situations. New managers were capable to destroy the team in the first two months when they jumped into the new role because they didn't know how to, how to manage the team first, because management of the partnerships is, it's relatively easy. Actually, if you understand that you, you cannot be that transactional, uh, as you believe, uh, but on the other hand, uh, if you are the partnerships manager, you are leading the team of the partnership specialists and for the whole partner channel, don't try micromanagement, give a lot of space, have a lot of honest conversations as transparent as possible. And last but not least, have understandable goals, understandable for the team. When it comes to managing the partnerships internally, those partnerships they have to be written down into the strategy of the company that you are working for, or maybe the company that you are leading, because otherwise you will start to change those goals as much as possible. And by the end of the day, you will even forget why you started the partner channel or working with, within that space. And, uh, this is the biggest piece of advice. Stay transparent to the people that you are working with have and have proper goals written down into the strategy of the company. Thank you so much, Press, for joining us today. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the New Tech Lead podcast. This interview was presented to you by Marvin and the New Tech Lead production team. Special thanks to our guest and interview partners. Follow us for more podcasts, check us out on LinkedIn, or visit our website, newtechlead.com. Happy learning and leading. Cheers.